0: guys welcome back to the dory podcast i sincerely apologize i know last episode i said i was going to post on fridays and i did post an episode i did but i wasn't proud of it and so i deleted it therefore here i am recording another episode for you guys i'm sorry i just kept going back and forth and debating on on whether or not i wanted to delete it and i yeah i did because i want to Put something out there that i'm proud of you know i'm proud or i'm just like happy i'm content with it so let's start off with what i'm grateful for i'm grateful for the lord's truth because it is just reassuring and it helps me separate my thoughts from what the lord says about me for example if i think that i'm not worthy or not cap- if i think that i'm not capable of doing something i know that the lord gives me strength to do anything and the Lord wouldn't give me something that I couldn't handle. I'm also thankful for my sister. We went to Target the other day because the day before that, I saw that all the Christmas stuff came out and I was so excited. So immediately when I left Target, I called my sister and I was like, are you down to come with me to Target after school tomorrow? I'll pick you up. We can go maybe buy some gingerbread houses and decorate them or just go find... Find cute little Christmas stuff to buy and decorate my mom's house with. So she ended up wanting to bring her friend, and so I took her and her friend to Target, and we ended up agreeing on canvases, and we bought paint brushes, acrylic paint, and we um, spent the afternoon we baked painting and we baked cookies, like the Pillsbury cookies, you know, like the nostalgic ones. They were so good. And I also bought my brother's and my sister and her little friend some pizza so it was really fun at my mom at my mom's house that night i'm also thankful for this is like random but this morning i just had an appreciation for the baristas that i see almost every day i go to a different coffee shop from the one that i work at sometimes and they the baristas know my drink and it's so cute they're all so cute on the adore you podcast instagram account i asked In a question box what you would tell your younger self so I kind of wanted wanted to like touch upon those on the responses that I got I'm gonna also combine a few of them because they kind of touch on the same topics the first one that I got was keep going yes keep going no matter what situation that you're in there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel when I'm feeling myself starting to get in a rut I try to pinpoint why I feel that way and I try to look inward instead of looking outward instead of trying to distract myself which yes I do that so I'm not perfect but when I am aware (laughs) when I'm (laughs) self-aware I think looking inward is more beneficial so I'm speaking to myself here because this is something I do need to work on but look inward acknowledge like what is causing those negative feelings negative emotions and then make the decision on what action you have to do next also I find when people are at a point where they feel like they can't continue they're either depressed or have major anxiety I learned that depression is when you're constantly looking in the past for example if something bad happened to you in the past or something with your family or just your circumstances and you're constantly focused and on that and living there and not moving forward from it it feels like there's no other option than to give up right it feels like you have no escape. But truthfully, you do. This is not easy to do. But when I'm sad about something, I try to reframe my mind and my thinking into trying to look at the good things that are coming out of it. And with anxiety, I learned that anxiety stems from the fear of the unknown. For example, I've struggled with anxiety for the longest time. And it's because I try to control my future and the fact that I don't know what's going to happen in my future gives me anxiety because there's so many possible outcomes and that causes me to have anxiety because I try to control everything about my life but that's hurting me in the end because only the Lord knows what's going to happen and the Lord knows what's best for me and I know that I'm protected Psalms 121 Um, so when I learned to start surrendering things to the Lord I started feeling peace And apart from like the depression, anxiety thing, when we want to give up on something, we are possibly just one choice away, one decision away, one yes, one no away, one day away from our breakthrough. You just have to keep going, keep persisting, and you will reach that point where you'll have what you've been working for, you know? As long as you don't give up and as long as you persevere, you will get there. So every day, just hold on to hope and remind yourself that I'm one day. I'm possibly one day away. I possibly just need to meet one more person and that person is going to have the opportunity that I've been waiting for. Also, kind of like what I talked about before, hold your thoughts captive. Our emotions are a byproduct of the way we think. So by changing our thinking, we change our emotions, which also influence our actions. So if you're doing something that you don't like, like if you have some negative behaviors you don't like about yourself, reframe the way that you think because that will trickle into the actions. And that's why people say, act like the person that you want to be and have that thinking like, wake up and decide who you want to be that day. Because by making that choice in your head, you are already thinking that way as that person that you're trying to be. So then your actions will follow. You guys can hear the ambulance, I'm sorry. But there's an ambulance i'm recording my car i don't know if i said that already in second corinthians ten five, it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ take every thought captive and align it with the word of god the bible confirms that we can do this we have the strength to do this so try to be optimistic i know it can be hard especially in really, really 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 tough situations but lean into the Lord and pray for the Lord to show you that something positive is going to come out of it, you know? You can pray specific prayers. So pray to God, ask the Lord for peace. Also in Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So let your experiences make you better, not bitter. I've learned that. From what I've gone through, it would be so easy for me to just have a negative perspective on life, but instead, I'm using that as fuel, and I'm making that help me become a better person. It did build my character. Experiences build character. The other response that I got, actually I combined these two, but it's don't let anyone dim your light, and don't live to please other people. You have one life, so you should not absolutely... Please, 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 please do not let anyone have that much power over you to dim your life. You will live a happy, joyful life if you are authentic to yourself. Don't get to the point where you're too old or not too old. <laughs> don't get to a point where you're older. I don't know why I said the word old, but just don't get to a point where you look back at your experiences and you're like, why was I trying to please these people and why was I not being true to myself? Because that's how you lose yourself. By trying to be someone that you're not and that's exhausting also think about maybe your environment maybe your environment is contributing to your light being dimmed are you somewhere that is preventing you from growing maybe do you have friends that are not motivating or supporting you in what you do that can also dim your light because you might not see your full potential surround yourself by people who are always there by your side and motivate you and also follow people that inspire you on social media i mean i learned that when i follow people that inspire me that motivates me to be a better person and to go after the things that i want in life honestly that is also when my light shines the brightest because i am being inspired and i'm honing into that if there are certain people that are dimming your light, it's okay to set boundaries. As a little reminder, you can't please everyone. Coming from a person that was a huge people pleaser, especially in high school, especially in middle school, I just learned that you can't please everyone. Someone's not gonna like you. I used to like care so much if someone liked me. If I heard that someone didn't like me, i try to fix it. The other response I got was you are worthy and you are loved. Someone does love you. I promise. I love you and also the lord loves you and i'm sure a hundred thousand million people other people love you in jeremiah 31 3 it states the lord has appeared of old to me saying yes i have loved you in an everlasting love therefore with loving kindness i have drawn you and in first peter 2 9 it states but you are not like that for you are a chosen people you are a royal priest a holy nation god's very own possession As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, where he has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I know it can be hard to um, compare your life to other people, but it's important to be aware of where you are in your life versus where other people may be. Don't compare your chapter 1 to someone else's chapter 20. Also, when you don't feel worthy and when you don't feel loved, I mean, obviously, people who don't feel worthy and loved are in a bad spot in their mental health. I feel like journaling helps a lot with that, so maybe try journaling. Replace the lies that you may think about yourself with God's truth. In James 4-7, it says, Submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Those lies, like I said earlier, are not from God, a promise. Just think about that next time. When you are thinking something negative about yourself, be like, oh wait, this is not true, this is not from the Lord i hold this thought captive and i replace it with what the lord says you You are chosen you are loved you are royalty someone said be kinder to yourself and i paired this one with focus on your own growth be kind to yourself because you are human we all make mistakes a lot of us are our own worst critics so practice self-care do an act of kindness for someone i know when i do some like a small act of kindness for someone it makes me feel better seeing them happy and like seeing that little impact that i made invest in your interest make time for what fills your cup because you can't fill someone else's cup when your cup is empty you know when you the do you know like those mugs that have the little saucer underneath i see it as this my cup has to be full and the overflow that falls into that saucer that's what i'm pouring into other people because how are you going to pour from an empty cup you can't practice gratitude To uplift your spirit. Maybe meditate and celebrate your small victories. Don't get too caught up on those big goals that you want to achieve. Of course do those steps to get there but acknowledge the small victories on your way there and give yourself grace. Sometimes we need to spend all day in bed. I really like this one. What's meant for you will not pass you by. I read this thing by Dr. Brooke Stewart and she said you cannot break anything that is meant for you, just like you can't put together anything that isn't. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) You cannot break anything that is meant for you, just like you can't put together anything that isn't. Let the pieces fall where they may as you march to the beat of your own drum and obey the truth within your own heart. Through faith, you can begin to find peace within your now moment, increasingly able to appreciate who and what is showing up in your world. What's meant for you will not pass you. So when I think about the things that I don't have or what I want I'm like if that was meant for me I would like it wouldn't pass me and that's just so reassuring as we and um she also made a point about like fearing less because as we experience how capable we truly are and we shine a light on what we fear we begin to fear our experiences less because we can see them work with them and move through them with increased grace and ease I also heard this thing about going through the journey while acknowledging your fear Because if you let fear hold you back, you're not going to get anywhere. So let fear sit in the passenger seat and look over and be like, Hey, fear, I know you're there, but I'm not going to give you the power over me to stop me from moving forward. And then that gives fear less power. Acknowledge it, and then the power will slowly diminish. Now I want to talk about what I've been studying recently in the Bible. I've been studying the book of Job. And when I started studying it, it, I viewed it completely different than what i thought job was about i thought job was, was honestly i thought it was about a guy that was faithful to the lord always had been faithful and satan took everything away from him but he was still faithful i had not have read deep into it to see when job is angry at not yeah i guess angry at god and like curses the day he was born basically wishing death upon himself and I also, so we get deeper this time. In Job 1, it says, There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uzi. I don't know. Uzi. <laughs> he was blameless. A man of complete integrity, he feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. When these celebrations ended, se- Oh, oh, okay, okay. So he had seven sons and three daughters. And then it goes on to say that Job would purify his Children, he would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, Perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed God in their hearts. This was Job reg- Job's regular practice. So Job did works for the Lord. He did works to be on God's good side, you know? However, there is a difference between knowing of God and knowing God. And when I read about his works, I was like, valid. I mean, it's good to do works for God, you know? But did Job have that that intimate relationship with him? It's good to do works for the Lord. However, works don't get you into heaven. Works don't earn your salvation. Acknowledging the Lord's grace earns your salvation and having that relationship with him. And accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Job 1, 8-12. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless. A man of complete integrity. He Fears God and stays away from evil. Why would God present Job as someone to, you know, target without God having the intentions of testing him? Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Then God responds with, All right, you may test him. Do whatever you want with him, and or not with him. Do whatever you want with his possessions, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. And from there, Satan goes on to uh, kill his son, or, <laughs> sorry, kill his children, take away all his possessions, all his riches, and Job was left with nothing. Job through 21 says, Job stood up and tore his robe in green. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked of I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. So here Job acknowledges God's authority, all the good things and the bad things, which is good, right? He's acknowledging God, giving glory to God for the good things that he had. What really stuck out to me was when Job said, the Lord. So, So imagine this. Imagine a guy basically on his knees, yelling maybe and saying the Lord gave me what I had and the Lord has taken it away. Personally, when I am at my lowest, I, okay, I'm gonna say something right now. I lost someone. I lost several people in my family and I was not saying the Lord when I was um, grieving. It was definitely God, why? God, why me? Why my family? Why this person? Why that person? You know, they were so young. That's what I was saying. So angry at God, honestly, so angry. But here Job is talking about God. He's not talking to God, and that's what sticks out to me. So this is also kind of showing me that he didn't have that intimate relationship with the Lord. But then, towards the end, Job replied to the Lord, saying, I know that you can do anything, and no one can stop you. You asked, Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I. And I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. So here, I feel like Job's understanding and relationship with the Lord deepened. He became wiser, and he appreciated more than ever that his former prosperity was not due to his own strength and power. His prosperity before Satan striked him was from God. It wasn't because of necessarily because of his good works, but it was because of the Lord's grace and because of the love that God has for us. I'm not saying that it's not good to do works. Obviously it is. Store up those treasures in heaven. However, if you do works without faith, I don't think that means much. And I am learning this. Like when I read Job, I was strongly convicted. I started bawling my eyes out. Just the fact that he lost everything and the strength to continuously seek the Lord Even though he was talking about God, like through that process, he built his relationship with God. And sometimes the Lord has to test us or put us through these situations for us to come running back to him. For us to realize a certain thing. The Lord turns what is meant for evil into good. I know it's hard. I know. Trust me. I know it's hard through some situation, circumstances. It's hard to see the good in it. But one day we'll look back and be able to connect the dots. You can't connect the dots going forward, only looking back. So just the whole story of Job is just like, it just blows my mind. And it was such a good reminder. The way that I got to this was on Sunday, I didn't, well, honestly, if being a being 100%, I haven't been to church in a while. And the morning that I wanted to go to church, I woke up late. So I was like annoyed at myself. So I went to park, at um, by like this walking trail with the intention to, of going walking but I s- looked over and my Bible was in my passenger seat so I talked out loud and I said Lord speak to me I'm going to open to a random page I closed my eyes let the Bible fall open and it was Job too when when Satan took everything away from from Job and I knew that I had to go deeper at first I was like why does this say Satan like I'm not I don't want to read this and I had that that second in my head was like, oh, should I should I try again? Should I flip to another page? But no, I didn't. I was like, obviously, the Lord wants me to read, get something from this. He has something here for me. And he definitely did. It was just a good reminder that the Lord doesn't want us to go through hardships. He doesn't want us to feel that pain. But we grow closer to him. And when we're looking and seeking the Lord through those hard times, that shows how much we trust God no matter how bad things get I can say that I trust God and I know that he has a plan I know that he sees the picture that I can't see there's a big picture that the Lord has he has already planned out every single day of your life he knows what's going to happen and so that just gives me so much comfort that I am protected by him and I I live by Psalms 121 honestly you know the Lord is always there for you looking after you and And he knows what's best for you. So I just hope that's a good reminder for you guys. Um, I know it definitely resonated with me. Thank you for listening. And I'm sorry again. But I think, yeah, this episode's all done. So I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.